Light a campfire and everyone's a storyteller. Join us for some thought-provoking and beyond fireside chats. Hello and welcome to Leave Our World a Better Place. My name is Kasia and today I'll be talking about the topic of travel during COVID. As vaccination programs take place around the world and lockdowns ease in many countries, many of us would love to take advantage of our newfound freedom to take those trips that have been postponed for far too long. This may be tempered by fear of the unknown and concern of what travel might look like in this unprecedented time. And Beyond guest Sherry Potter recently took a trip from the US to South Africa and joins us to share her experiences for the benefit of anyone thinking about booking that longed-for African vacation. Sherry, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with me and agreeing to talk a little bit about your travels with and beyond. It's my pleasure. Thank you. To start off with, would you be comfortable telling us a little bit about yourself and particularly your travel style? Have you loved to travel all of your life and who do you usually travel with? And what is your idea of a perfect vacation? Oh, certainly. I have always enjoyed traveling, even as a small child. And I think the best part is always having new experiences and meeting new people. I can't tell you the number of people we've met through the years that we still stay in contact with. And now with everything so digital, we share a lot of photos. So it's it's tremendous fun. It's like the trip continues on. Usually I'm traveling just with my husband. And of course, myself. And for many years, my father treated us as a family to a summer vacation. And during that time, we traveled a a good bit of Europe and around the world. But to me, the perfect vacation has got to be Africa. I keep telling my friends, once you go, you will understand that you will always go back. Absolutely. It is addictive, isn't it? It Very addictive. Goodness. (laughs) How long have you been traveling to Africa and what have been some of the trips that you've taken there? We've really been very blessed. Our first trip over was in 2001 and we have now made five trips over and our most recent one was just in April of this year. But we have seen, let's see, Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Kenya, and of course, South Africa. Oh, wow. Amazing. Do you have a favorite out of those or or did you enjoy them all equally? Of course, you enjoy them all. There's no doubt about that. But I think the stark difference between South Africa and Kenya really was a bit of a surprise to us, a difference in the terrain. So South Africa will always be my main love, but Kenya was great. Oh, Botswana, water-based safari. How fun. Just all of them good. But I would say Kenya and South Africa would be the two faves. Oh, beautiful. Lovely to hear. Now, as you've just mentioned, you very recently traveled, in fact, in April of this year. And in doing that, you experienced some of the new travel protocols that are in place due to COVID-19. It must have been quite a brave decision to do this. Can you tell us a little about what inspired you to travel in spite of the concerns that so many people have about leaving the country at the moment? Oh, yes, certainly. First of all, my husband and I both have the COVID vaccines. So we really felt like it was Mm -hmm. time to start enjoying our passion of traveling again. You know, 2020 was just an ugly year Mm -hmm. for everyone. And we kind of feel like there's a point when you just have to believe in the precautions that are taken, practice a lot of common sense, and simply just go. Since South Africa was open for U.S. Mm -hmm. tourists, we decided we were definitely ready to go. 
So that that's kind of our thought process. And, you know, we thought, well, we may encounter some problems, but we were very comfortable, actually, very comfortable. Oh, that's that's really wonderful to hear. Was South Africa somewhere that, that you'd been planning to go even before the pandemic hit? How did you go about choosing the destination? Yes, absolutely. We had planned to go back actually in April of 2020 back to South Africa. And we had already selected our game ranches, our itinerary, everything. So we were most disappointed when everything, of course, shut down. But we knew we would work it out at some point. But yes, we had already planned South Africa as the destination. Mm -hmm. And you'd already traveled to South Africa before, is that correct? Oh, yes. Every time that we we have been over the five times to Africa. We always try to either start or finish our travels in South Africa. Did it make you feel a little bit more comfortable that you were going somewhere that you had already been previously and that you sort of knew what to expect? Um, yes and no. We try to experience a couple of new game ranches each time that we go, but we do have one favorite that we mm -hmm. always include in our itinerary, and that is at Ingala. And the uh, people at Ingala are just like family to us, and we keep up with them all year long as well. So, yes, the comfort factor in going back and seeing our friends at Ingala was great. But it's also very exciting when you go into a new game ranch that you haven't seen. Yes, they basically have the same format, but every ranch is different. Every place is different. It's just, it's fun. That's part of the good exploring that happens. Absolutely, and definitely a good reward for the the misery of the past year. You've got it. Absolutely. <laughs> Sherry, what research did you do before you traveled? Did you have anybody advising you about COVID-19 safety requirements and making you feel a little bit more secure about them? Yes. Again, we're fortunate. We live in a pretty large city in Florida. We live in Jacksonville, Florida. And we use an international travel clinic, not just for trips to Africa, but for any of our foreign travel. And these people are extremely well versed in what inoculations and medications we should take on our trip. And I asked our contact there, our person, I said, you know, what mainly do I need to do to make sure that I don't get COVID? And they advised just really very much basic hygiene, a lot of hand washing, really nothing different from what we've been advised before on any other international trip. Of course, masks were the addition mm -hmm. this time, but um, they, they were not concerned yes. either. They really felt like if we had vaccines and that if we just practiced good common sense, that we would be totally fine. And of course we were. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really great to hear that that experience that you had even before you started was so positive. Definitely. And how did you find the international travel experience, particularly the long flights and the various airports that you must have had to go through in order to get to Africa? Well, we found all of the airports that we went through. And again, we live in Jacksonville, Florida. So we flew from Jacksonville to Atlanta, to Amsterdam, to Johannesburg, all of the airports were amazingly similar. Everything was very, very clean, uh, continual cleaning. I've never seen so many people walking around with sanitizers, wiping door handles, facings. It's, it's amazing. I'm thinking, gosh, did we even touch that? But they're, they're cleaning everything. And, you know, yes, we got tired of the mask, but we did follow the rules. And the flights, of course, are long and everyone's in a mask. It's kind of like we were all in the same boat together with that. But it really wasn't too terribly uncomfortable. And it was just amazing to me that all the COVID precautions 
even on the return, we were through Paris and it was every airport was the same. Just and especially I would say Johannesburg might have been one step above in the amount of cleaning going on. It was I mean, from the moment you stepped through the first doorway, there's someone there advising you, here's hand sanitizer, and then they clean the door handle that you may have just touched and I, I just, well, it's like I told a girlfriend of mine, I wish my house were that clean. It's amazing. Truly amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Then once you landed in Johannesburg, could you briefly describe your trip, how you got around from place to place and where you stayed? Sure. When we landed in Joburg, there was a very nice thing Ambion did for us of a meet and greet, which is there's nothing more fun than to hop off that long flight and see your name on a card. Yay. You're in the right spot. So as we came in and then got down to baggage, we stayed at the Intercontinental Hotel right there at the airport, which I can't say enough great things about those people either and how clean their place was. But anyway, we getting around place to place, we flew on Federal Air, which is, a, I guess it would be considered a small charter group to go between the game ranches. We originally had planned to fly on SA Airlink, but they had decided to cancel their inter-game ranch flights due to, I guess, lack of activity, the number of guests. And I'll tell you, this is where Janine Crawley, our agent there with yes. you and beyond, came in and just did fantastic for us. She quickly got us booked into Federal mm -hmm. Air, and this was all maybe days before we left. I never had a single worry. Janine had it all under control, to say the least. I guess the best part about Federal Air and even SA Airlink, had they been flying, they fly you directly into the strips at the game ranches. So there's no car work being done. There's no long overland kind of travel. So we first went to Ingala and stayed at Tented. From there, we went to Kirkman's. And from there, we went to Tenjili River Lodge and then back to Joburg and home. Oh, wonderful. So really hitting all of the safari highlights. You bet. What was the experience like once you arrived at the game lodges? Were the guests and the staff required to wear masks or was there social distancing and what precautions were being taken? Well, once again, everything. Of course, when you step off federal air, you're into a game vehicle and the first thing that's handed to you is a squirt of hand sanitizer. And they advised then that they had already, you know, done all of the surfaces in the game vehicle. The gentleman driving the vehicle both had masks on. I inquired if we needed to wear masks. And they looked at us and said, your personal preference, which just Woody and I, my husband. So we said, nope, we'll just ride in the open air and enjoy it. And uh, when you got actually to the game ranch, I did miss those hugs that you get when you normally arrive, but it was all very safe. Everyone is, you know, bumping fists or elbows. And even though, you know, you couldn't see those smiles, you could see those shining eyes that they were happy to see you. But everything, just again, I can't tell you, any handrail you touched, anything, you were advised that everything had been cleaned and you continue to see the cleaning going on. So it wasn't just we're going to talk about it. It was really, really done. Your temperature was taken, I guess, every couple of days at the game ranch and continually staff, no matter if it is a housekeeper, a bartender, a chef, everyone has a mask on all the time. Okay. 
And in terms of the dining experience, what was that like? Did you have private dining? Did you eat as part of a group? How was that managed? Well, of course, dining as usual is one of the major highlights of the day. So fun. And just the chefs are still fantastic. The fresh food is still there. I was really sort of expecting things to have been scaled down in dining just from simply the supply standpoint, but not so. Everything was exactly as we remembered. Tables were easily, I would say, 10 feet apart, not even six. And usually we dined as a twosome, but unless we had met people in our game vehicle that were also vaccinated, we would make a plan and they would meet us at our table or meet us at the bar. And Mm -hmm. we, you know, that was just simply personal choice. So yes, we, we never dined like with a large group or anything, but I did see some larger groups, maybe a company group that was in Ingala Tinted that may have had 10 or 12 people and they dined together. But no, you were always given the option and you were made very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And the actual safari itself, was there a limited number of guests on the safari vehicles? And did you still do those wonderful morning drinks and sundowner stops that you usually do? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And as far as number of people, I maybe it was just because there were so few of us traveling right now. A lot of times it would just be the two of us on the vehicle, which, oh, my goodness, talk about getting spoiled, your own private game drive. Fabulous. Mm. The most we ever had in one vehicle, I would say, was six people. And that was a family of four that were from Cape Town that were with us. And again, they have been vaccined. It's, it's really interesting. It's like when you meet people that are going to be on your vehicle, we all share if we've been vaccinated or not. Is everyone comfortable with no mask? And, you know, if anyone would have said, hi, we'd really prefer you wear a mask. We had them with us. We were ready to go. But in the open air, it just it really just did not seem that important. And as far as the morning stop and then the sundowners, those still occurred. But once again, hand sanitizer is sitting right there. And even from the time you get off the vehicle, your game guide has got that hand sanitizer in his hand and he's asking you to put it in your hand before you even approach the sundowner table. And everything's individually wrapped. There's no like communal eating of of items and the beverages are very carefully prepared and handed to you. But, you know, even with all of this going on, you you really don't feel that much different than maybe I did Mm -hmm. Three years ago when I was there, I, you know, it's not a noticeable, it doesn't cramp your style of your safari, not at all. Mm. And that was actually going to be my next question was about the hospitality element. You know, you'd mentioned that you miss the welcoming hugs and the smiles. Did you ever feel that, well, it's perhaps not the same? It's not the experience isn't as warm or you're too overwhelmed by all of the precautions or did the staff find ways to get around that? Oh, they definitely did. And no, not at all. Like I said, I miss seeing those smiles, but those, as I call them, the happy eyes I could see all of the time. And I think everybody went even a little bit further out of their way to make everyone comfortable. You know, already your accommodations are simply gorgeous, but there might be a couple of extra flowers in your room. There might be, you know, just different things that were done. Of course, meeting you with your favorite beverage when you got off the game vehicle, things like that. They... They went out of their way and they really, everyone wants to chat with you. I think everyone is so happy to see tourists come back. They want to hear our story and hear where we're from. So, yes, 
it's great. Yeah, I think it's very much that the staff have really missed having guests so much. It really is part of, it's so much a part of who they are. I think they're so happy to have people coming back. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And one other kind of interesting thing, at Tenjili River Lodge, there's a lovely manager lady there named Patricia. And we had met Patricia years ago, gosh, at least 10 years ago, at another lodge that was not Ambion, but she now works with Ambion. And when we stepped off the vehicle first entering the lodge, we looked at her, she looked at us, and I said, I know you. And she said, yes. And she said, you're Sherry. And I'm going, oh, dear, was I that bad or something that, you know, you remember me? And she goes, oh, I remember your family. This was a particular trip that my parents had gone with us and my brother and his wife and niece. So we were sort of a big group and I guess we're memorable in our own way. But uh, it was nice to see Patricia again, and uh, we shared some photographs, and uh, just it was great. So it's it's like one extended family, I have to say. Oh, that's fantastic! That really is that really makes the trip extra special. It really does. So you've spoken a little bit about the Intercontinental Hotel where you stayed in Joburg, and also about the game lodges. Now, do you feel that all of the properties where you stay sort of took the same precautions, and that all of the hotels? took it to the same level in terms of of making sure that you felt safe at all times. Oh, yes, absolutely. And Hotel Intercontinental, that is something sort of interesting. There were a number of hotels that are in the Joburg Airport area that are closed or were closed at the moment in April. And, of course, the Intercontinental is just easily the most convenient because you walk right out of baggage, boom, right across the street, less than three minutes, you're at the front door. Now, this was the first time that we had encountered, besides the usual hand sanitizer, they even took a wipe and did all of the outside surfaces of our piece of luggage, our rolling duffels from handles to sides, everything, and the temperature check. Then from there, they had a gloved person open the front door for us. In we go up to the front desk. And again, there's the constant wiping, even though there is a panel, a clear panel between you and the front desk person. There was a very nice lady standing to the side. And once we finished our check-in process, she's again wiping any surface we may have touched at that desk. So I, even it carries even forward to the gym. We were doing a light workout in the gym. Everything I touched in the gym from a hand weight to the side of a treadmill, again, there's an attendant. So I would say the protocols are extremely in place at the hotels and maybe even more so than the game ranches. Maybe they have a, a bit more international traffic coming in and out. And they also were very, very welcoming. But same protocols were basically in place at the game ranches. It's just uh, I was amazed hotels could have that much staff doing that much cleaning. Yeah. And in terms of the flights that you mentioned you were on with Federal Air, you know, was there a limited number of passengers? What other measures were taken there as well? I know you said sanitizer, but did you also feel quite comfortable on, on all of the travel in between? Oh, yes, very much. And um, Federal Air, by the way, has a, a really nice, I guess, departure lobby area that's across the airport there at Johannesburg. And they pick you up at your hotel and zip you over to their side of the airport for their departures. And that lounge is just, mm -hmm. that is almost worth going to see in itself. It's beautiful, gorgeous, decorated, has inside, outside, and again, everyone there in mask. Then when it was time to board, this is a fairly small aircraft, maybe 10 or 12 seats. 
Again, your pilots have unmasked. Mm -hmm. They've given you hand wipes, asking everyone to wear a mask on board, keep them on. So, yes, even a small aircraft, all of this safety is going on continually. Mm -hmm. And in terms of COVID testing, was that something that you were required to do before your flight back home? And if so, how was the process handled? Did everything go smoothly? Very smoothly. In fact, this is sort of an interesting story. And beyond arranged to have our COVID test for us and the correct timing, which had to be the three days before our departure back to the States. So when we had our COVID test done at Tenjili, it was actually done early morning before we went out on game drive and taken away. And then once we were back in Johannesburg, that was emailed to me at the hotel. And then the hotel was kind enough to print out that result. Now, due to a flight cancellation, we had to stay in Johannesburg an extra day. So that four made our COVID test invalid. We extended past that three-day time limit. So again, I chatted with Janine and I said, Janine, hi, I need to get somewhere here in Joburg and go get another PCR COVID test. And she said, oh, no, you're right there at the airport. Just look straight out the front door. And sure enough, there is a COVID testing unit that is there. I mean, it was, I probably just mm-hmm. walked right past it and didn't even look at it out of baggage. And there they are <laughs> testing, and a lot of people are going through this. But once again, talk about boy, secure. Everyone's in like almost a hazmat suit that are doing the testing. Everything's very clean, <laughs> but it's a trailer, and you basically walk up, give them your information, show them your passport. Yeah. They do the COVID test, and within 12 hours, that result is back and handed to you, and off we go. So even though our Ambient test went fine due to, you know, not their fault or flight cancellation, we were still able to get another COVID test right there at the airport very, very quickly. So easy and convenient as well. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Now, I'm sure you must have many memories from your various trips to Africa, And I hope that you managed to add to them in spite of all the stuff that was going on around you. Could you tell us about one of your favorite moments on your recent trip? Oh, goodness. You know, you look back and you keep looking at your photos. And, you know, by the way, that's one of the fun things on the way home on that long flight. My husband and I sit there and we compare Mm -hmm. photos back and forth and go, oh, no, mine's better than yours. And, oh, do you remember this? So it's it's a lot of fun. It passes the time. But in those photos and going (laughs) over them, I would bet he would agree with me. I think seeing the white lions at Ingala was a very favorite moment. These really are awesome creatures. They were about two years old, and even our game guide was saying he had never seen them really doing this. They were playing, and they would have a stick, and they would run with it, similar to what you would see a dog do. And then they would uh, kind of play chase, and they were climbing up trees. We even clicked on our videos real quick and got a little bit of a video, so it was really a treat. The other item I would say we saw this time, we've seen them before, but never so many, a large pack of African wild dogs. I guess we were around Kirkman's at this time, and it was um, like a pack of 20. And hearing them call to each other and watching their little family groups interact and run, it was that was fun as well. So yeah, those those two on this last trip, I would say, were my favorite. Oh, that's wonderful. And I'm so glad that you got some some photos and some video to remember both of those by. Indeed. How do you feel that your trip compared to previous safaris that you've had with and beyond? Did it live up to expectations or do you feel that maybe the 
the COVID-19 measures affected the experience in any way? I would say this trip was equally as good as our prior trips. Even with all the COVID measures going on, I really don't think it affected our enjoyment at all. And I will have to give a, an applaud here. The the one thing that I would say, we continually travel with Ambion because of the quality, not of just the ranches, but of the personnel. It's simply, they are the finest people. There's there's no doubt about it. And we have stayed at other lodges that are not part of the Ambion group, but we keep coming back to Ambion. The locations, the people, the ranches, it just simply makes it. If there was anything I would have changed this last trip, I would have, instead of staying three weeks, I would have stayed four weeks. We always say that when we go over, we extend our days a little bit more. (laughs) But it really is fun to stay multiple days in each of the game branches. I, I feel sorry for the people I see come in that maybe only stay two or three days because you're just really getting into it then and getting into the people So I would say, gosh, I like four or five days at each ranch. That is more fun for me. And I think I mentioned that we've been to Ingala each time, and Dyke has been our game guide there. So it's it's always fun to see him again, hear about his family, which has increased now. He has twins, which I couldn't believe. And so I think Dyke's going to be there forevermore. But uh, a nice addition to this last um, trip was the opportunity to work with Janine that I've mentioned before. She's really quite good at handling Mm -hmm. the details and the last minute changes. And, you know, when you have someone like that working with you, it just makes you calmer and more collected that you just sit back and go, wonderful. It's all being handled. It's great. Mm. Can you tell me just to end off with what are your travel plans for the future? Are you considering returning to Africa? And if you are, do you have an idea where you'd like to go? You know, it's funny that you ask this because as we were flying back and we're comparing those photos and chatting about the trip, my husband and I started discussing when we will return and where we want to go. And at the moment, we are looking at a couple of the Ambion lodges that are in Tanzania because we have not been to Tanzania. And then maybe swing back through Kenya and then, of course, end in South Africa at Kruger again. And at the moment, we're talking May of next year to go ahead and do this. Uh, It's kind of like we say, we're not getting any younger and let's go. Let's go back and see it again. It's just it's simply too much fun. And and when like I keep telling my friends, when you leave Africa, you will plan to come back. So we want to do it next year again. Oh, fantastic. That is really wonderful to hear. And I think if you enjoyed Kenya, you would also love Tanzania. I bet. I bet we will, too. And one other thing I want to say in closing, um, since we've been to Africa now five times and planning the sixth, anyone that listens to this podcast, I just want to encourage you to go. It's it's a matter of it, your your timing is important for your, your families and your lives, but I just am such a firm believer of exciting travel and Africa, all parts of it are just inviting in that range. So I just say, please don't worry about COVID because they have certainly got that well covered and just go. Thank you so much, Sherry, for those encouraging words. I think a lot of people will be very, very happy to hear that. And thank you also for not only being brave enough to travel during such a upside down time, 
but also for being so very willing to share your experiences and your advice with other people. We really do appreciate it. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm happy to do so. Thank you for listening to Leave Our World a Better Place. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about and beyond, please log on to our website at andbeyond.com.